I'm welcoming y'all back this week to Sydney's monologue corner. I, this is a um, more dramatic uh, monologue. More? How more. can you get? All right. You, you asked. Okay. <laughs> you did ask. I did. <clears throat> I built this shit. Me. Brick by brick. I'll be damned if I let you tear it down because you don't like how another nigga talk. It was, Thank it you. It was perfect. Because <laughs> another nigga talk. Like you Cause another that. nigga talk. <laughs> so good. I Thank love that you. so much because I just always imagine his British ass doing that over and over and over again in the mirror. <laughs> like, he definitely had to. I imagine it was like Tay Diggs in Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh God! <laughs> no, maybe I should say like like blue Biatch. Steel, like picnic Biatch. Biatch. <laughs> okay, <And> click, click. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no picnic Biatch. 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 I love the Biatch. Where did that come Where from? Where did that come from? That's astounding. Tay Diggs, oh. Anthony Anderson play too much. That's their problem. Incredible. <laughs> Well, that certainly relates this week, Sydney. Thank you very much. Yeah. Why don't we tell our listener homegirls what we watched this week? This week, we tuned into Fatally Flawless, released this year, 2022, currently available to stream on Tubi, directed by Leigh Tahir and Suleiman Tahir, and written by Sophia Basin and Salim Roberts, starring Amber Parnell, Crown Bella, Aaliyah Willis, and Mayor John Jeffries. All right, let's start the show. The new Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we watch a Black independent movie. Why? This week because you asked us to. Mm-hmm. Y'all most certainly did. Uh, mm-hmm. Each and every week, we start with our 60-second challenge, where Alexis will explain the plot of the film we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. This week's challenge is brought to us by Kuji. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just I just ran out of the room to get a handy-dandy notebook because I had to take notes. <laughs> Great. Okay. I was going to ask if you wanted, like, some more time. Because, <laughs> ciao. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They really packed it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I will. Are you offering another five seconds to me? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Ready? All right. Okay. Now, this week, because I feel like what we both tuned into was a lot. And because yeah. of that, myself and the board, we had a conversation. We're tacking on an additional five seconds because I think it's necessary. Are we good the movie that? was like two and a half hours long. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. We all came I'm together ready. last night, had a board meeting. It was great. I'm so tired of this, Sydney. It's just <laughs> you. I'm so tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me start the clock then. All right, let's go. The year is 1998. We're in Philadelphia. We have a three friend group, three girl friend group Maya, son, daughter, Jesus. Daughter, of, I'm so nervous trying to get it all in. Daughter of a high power attorney. We have Raven and her friend Takia as well. Now, Maya dates a man named Mario, and then she leaves him for somebody named Black. Raven 
was with Molly, but she leaves him for somebody named uh, Jamal, then leaves him for somebody named Nichols. Takia was with Pumpkin, but left him for Lil Rel from South Philly. Now, the girls are mixed up with all these drug dealers, so they end up getting in a whole lot of shit, and they have a bunch of haters at the... They're in high school. Well, let's talk about that. (laughs) They have a bunch of haters at high school, and this is pretty much a a one-year flashback of their senior year of school, where they got mixed up in a whole bunch of shit. People died, drugs were sold, sex was had. (laughs) How did I do? (laughs) We had two seconds left. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I crushed it. You did, but damn, that was funny. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just, I, it was the way you go. My notepad. We, the notepad. We have three, three girl girls. Maya, because <laughs> I don't was usually so do that. Listen, let me tell you how good I am at this. I never <laughs> use the notes. I just give you it's a recap. True, you of never what do. Happened. Yeah, you, you know, I beat them. Watched the movie a week ago, but I still remember what <laughs> happened. <laughs> You know, yeah. but this was a lot. So, and it I had was. to watch it over two days. So I had to yeah. take notes to make sure I didn't forget anything. Oh, I should have did that. You were better than me. Oh my god, you yeah. you had your thinking cap on. I did not. I, I really did. did. I could not. I mean, I had, <sighs> it. It the movie. It was like it's kind of like watching like a Scorsese movie or something. Like you're like, oh my god, I watched a movie's worth a movie, and there's still a movie left to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to that because yeah. I have thoughts. <laughs> yeah, so now that you guys know what happened in the movie, let's get on to our general thoughts on Fatally Flawless. Okay, y'all, before we get into our general thoughts on Fatally Flawless, wanted to first give two shout outs. First to Alpha Nikki, filmmaker behind Rush for Your Life, which was a part of our uh, scary movie season a few weeks ago. Uh, they left a comment on our Instagram post, just well, one saying they had to listen to it, but also hoping we did not cook them in the film behind this, that the team behind that film. I which will we say we, not. which we did not. Uh, we actually really did enjoy our review and watch of that movie. It was just right up our alley for spooky movie. So if you haven't checked out the movie, go do that and also come back, listen to that review. Really great, really fun, and give you a good little chuckle for spooky season. So thank you, Alpha Nikki, for leaving that comment on our Instagram post. Also want to shout out a new listener homegirl of the show, uh, at JL on Twitter, uh, just added us saying this is their new favorite show and they can't wait to make recommendations to us for movies to review. And listen, this this is what we do. We do listener picks now. That's a thing we implemented this season. This is one that we're doing currently. Um Always let us know, guys. We enjoy the listener picks that you send so far. They've been they've been some interesting watches. I'll say that. Um, we're coming back strong with some more listener picks next season. This is unfortunately our last for season three, but don't fret. Inbox is always open. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, always free to comment. Let us know we have a list going. So we look out for those uh, listener pick recommendations. All right, let's get back to the show. So Sydney, what did you think of Fatally Flawless? And who would you recommend it to? Mm. I want to start first with who I would recommend it to and then get into my thoughts. Oh, okay. I feel like the recommendation is a little easier. Um, I'd recommend this movie to anyone who enjoys like a good hood movie. That's like number one. This hits the nail on the head. If you um, watched and liked Brotherly Love also, which I did um, enjoy. That was also set in Philly. Uh, came out 
few years ago with like Kiki Palmer, Corey Hardrick. Y'all seen it. Um, I recommend you go and also watch this movie. It kind of brings up the same thing. Overbrook High School was in Philly. It's a connection. Um, and if you're a fan of like a good like drug kingpin, queenpin type storyline, I recommend you watch this also. So those are the people. If you fall in those categories, check it out. Now my thoughts on this movie. Um, we brought it up up top. This movie was really, really long. And I think we've mentioned this kind of before, just for other indies. Like, this movie was long, and it's also a period piece. So there are a few things, I guess, I want to say. One, I think the scope of this movie was too big. Like, it's already, like, hard enough to successfully do, like, a period piece because it just takes so much more time and energy. You have to, like, truly set the scene for whatever period you're trying to recreate that is no longer in existence. So I think if you're going to do that, they, I would have liked for this movie to focus on just one thing. Is it going to be like the drug kingpins in the neighborhood or just these like three girls trying to figure out like, you know, young adulthood, high school and like life in the late 90s in Philly? I think they should have chosen a plot point and that would have mm-hmm. made the watch for me a lot easier because they were just, you named like six different characters yeah. and relationships. And I missed a lot of that in the movie because I watched it yeah. all in one setting. And yeah. by the time I got an hour and a half in, I was like, oh my God, is there another hour left? Are we not going to yeah. wrap it up? And I hate to feel that way watching the movie. And that's how I felt watching this. So, um, I mean, it's safe to say I didn't really enjoy my watch. Maybe if I broke it up, I would have like had more positive feedback, but that's what I thought. What do you think of Fatally Flawless? Yeah. Uh, My thoughts aren't too different from yours. I think the movie. Okay. Here's what I think. (laughs) I am going to preface this with it. It is my situation that is informing Mm -hmm. this. So like our, both of our bias against long movies is because we watch these movies after work. So yeah, that's true. can't really sign up. I don't sign up for nothing that's going to last two hours during the week. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's context about Mm -hmm. why I feel that way about a long movie, right? And I just have a different, like, for me, in order to enjoy action, whether it's street crime action or like, Mm -hmm. you know, Jason Bourne type of action, anything like that, in order to enjoy that, I need a strong, capable, like, protagonist i need like a i like like a liam neeson type of story and we've Mm -hmm. seen indies like that the character that murder pain plays in plug love yes is like that type of character in an Mm -hmm. action movie so like we've seen that or these men for everybody the 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 thick light-skinned fella fella. in the detroit movies we like Mm -hmm. love him he's like he plays like that character yeah one more kamal hassan the guy who always plays the bad guy in the detroit Mm -hmm. movies he be doing that in some movies, not all movies. So, you know, this movie gave me a lot of action and a lot of activity that was hard to swallow because everybody felt behind the ball. It was like the street life itself was the, like, the was the character. only person getting hits in in this fight. Yeah. Everybody, they thought they was fighting each other, but they was really just fighting the streets. Right, like, right, right. No, and exactly. The streets was winning every time. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, you know, I, I agree. Yeah, and if you're gonna like, and I think for because this is a huge ensemble cast, but like then I Gigantic. think of like like truly Sex in the City, right? So 
yes, New York is the city of New York is the fifth girlfriend, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, Carrie and the girls are carrying, like they're up front in front of New York. It's, it's, yeah, and they're all distinct. Like they have different yeah. voices. Like not, of mm-hmm. course, they're different people, so their voices sound different. Right, right, right. But like the things they say, like mm-hmm. uh, what's the raunchy one? Is that Samantha? Samantha. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. She says stuff that Carrie would just never say. Never. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. we were missing that level of like distinct character, and I'm starting to get a little bit fatigued with movies that are like the story is cramming in every possible street situation you know what i'm saying it's like a buford book you know what i'm saying it's like it's exactly like a buford book yes it was like reading because you know you don't need (laughs) like i'm an adult i have an adult (laughs) reading level (laughs) like as a kid you know you could read one or two a day but like if Mm -hmm. i sat down for three hours i could read like like four Buford books yeah no literally (laughs) and i just think that would have just like my little spirit i couldn't have took that right that's (laughs) what the movie felt like yeah like it felt like it was like oh and what it like they had to keep cycling in it was three main girls but collectively they dated like 10 to 15 niggas in yeah. two hours in this <laughs> and we got year. like plot points for all of these men it, it, yes yeah so like was, they the scope was too in big. order to try something new and change the story they brought in a new man yeah. and just put it put the girl in another situation now yeah. i don't like that because <laughs> it didn't yield mm-hmm. anything i just watched these girls go through all this stuff mm-hmm. and i was like well what yeah next I I mean, I really just should have started with this because this is really the main issue I have. Mm-hmm. The girls didn't have to be teenagers. They did they, not. This absolutely. is a movie about yep. grown men pursuing mm-hmm. and having sex with minors. Teenage girls. It's a whole yep. hood full of pedophiles. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's gross. It's hard for me to concentrate through it. And I'm sure some of the men were like also 17 year olds who just dropped out and just weren't in school right, anymore. Because right, right. that's true. Like that happens. Mm-hmm. But Many of them were grown as fuck. We're not. And it's yeah, in their 20s. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And nasty. that's like, that's how things go a lot of the time. Statistically, a good third of the fathers of teen moms, like yeah. teen pregnancy babies, are Baby grown. grown. And the mamas right. were teenagers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have issue with, you know, sometimes movies like this are given like a cautionary tale for you better not be fast and in these streets. That's yeah. the message to girls. But like, the movie just doesn't do anything. Like no one in the movie is like upset that grown men are fucking mm-hmm. 17 year old girls. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So it was hard for me to swallow that. Um, Same. When we got like, 30 minutes <laughs> in the movie, I was like, wait, these girls are in high school, right? Right. Like, they didn't have to be. School? Right, the they didn't have to be. the exact same exactly. if they were in their early 20s. It would have worked yeah. the exact same. Nothing changed. They yeah. didn't go to class. So what was the point? They did not. And that's my <laughs> other, I feel like, I have another gripe that just came back up out of me. <laughs> I hate to do it, but I'm going to do it since we're going to go there. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. We let's don't be do honest. Yeah. Favors by lying. Yeah. The movie was set, uh, but to like from 97 to like 98. So the late nineties, but that time period, just the late nineties in general is very distinct fashion wise. Yeah. And just kind of like, I don't know, like speech, you know, like language, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. 
I understand this is an indie movie. So like it's it's hard enough to recreate another time oh, period. No. They but had late model Benzes. That's had, what I'm saying. They, that like this movie felt more like 2016 than it did 97. Like why right. everybody got on skinny jeans? Nobody was wearing the skinny, skinny jeans, jeans in 97. The skinny jeans threw me off because <laughs> that t- for a period piece of the 90s or the early 2000s, yeah. the thrift store is full of full of, of old, that like exactly. Full. You know, exactly. so that throws now, like, me I off. get not maybe like having like, you know, like this random like throwback jersey. Those be expensive. Like you can't yeah. just have like and I get whatever. Not I making get guys change their haircut. Like yeah. some guys had like a nineties looking haircut, so that worked. But other guys are like, like, bro, this is you this is straight out of twenty like the twenty tens. Like twenty tens. <laughs> that yeah. and because we're we're talking on hair because now we're going how are the wigs how was the hair it also <laughs> yeah, yeah. wasn't giving it was ahead of its late time. 90s yeah the hair was uh, it was late but like it was the hair was late it was great the hair nobody was... had a braid bob yeah there's no braid bobs where are the box braids where's i saw one girl with finger waves that would that hit yeah. the nail on the head i mean and like that was fly <laughs> that was fly where yeah. how come the mama don't got a 27 piece like wig yep. where is the Bronner brothers spiky hair dudes <laughs> like that's that's the time and you're yeah. in philly that's right. I don't, I don't know. So you know, that so, was yeah. I. I'm I'm going to. Well, I already done had. I done started. <laughs> I, yeah. So we'll be honest about the movie because I. The reason I'm. This is a good sign because listen, mm-hmm. homegirl, our loyal listeners know that when I have gripes that serious about a movie, I usually bury it deep into the episode. You know, just yeah. to put the good out first. But the movie is so much of everything that mm-hmm. there's a lot of bad. But I think there's a lot of good to talk about in terms of yeah, like yeah. the filmmaking and the creative effort mm-hmm. behind it. I have a lot of notes mm-hmm. that I want to talk about um, and a lot of things I think went really well. But yeah. overall, th- the big problem, these are high school girls. They didn't have to be because the actors aren't. They, <laughs> they are didn't not. have to be. Yeah. Um, and it the story didn't have enough of a point. I wish they would have just picked one of the girls or at least gave the girls one group effort. Yes. Maybe they wanted to be a, a rap group. Maybe they something. wanted to go, you know, to the Bahamas at the end of the summer or something. Right, like right. They are they all in high school? They together. all are like, they got these men paying for whatever to keep up appearances and looks, but they all want to go mm-hmm. to like Temple when they graduate. Yeah, you, et cetera. Something. something. If they're or maybe they girls. all want to move to New York or they all right. want to like, right, like, move to LA or something. They should have had, the biggest problem with the story is that nobody actually had any goals. Outside yeah. of Carmelo Black, who was a big kingpin, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I want to go legit. I want to, you know, I'm gonna do this right. last big, um, like." Uh, but he didn't drop. say that until we are uh, yeah. an hour and fifty minutes into the movie, right? And so all the way that time, nobody else had, nobody has any desires, so it's hard to connect with a character. It's hard to mm-hmm. root for a character. I don't know what I'm rooting for, like you know. So that was yeah, like yeah. The, a fatal flaw. In mm. the movie that made Ooh, no pun hours, intended. it made me feel every second of the two hours and some change. Yeah. So that's me going ahead and putting not burying the lead with that because I do want to make room for the rest of the review, which will yeah, be pretty yeah. interesting. And we'll I'll have some pretty interesting things I want to pull out of the movie. Some successes I think happen in the movie. I'm ready. Yeah, let's get let's on to get some it. of these scenes. Here on the new Chitlin Circuit, we like to start with the first scene of the movie, and we already got y'all primed and ready to hear what we <laughs> think of the movie. So <laughs> let's get Lots started. Lots of opinions. Sitting on pins and needles, you want to hear it. All right. <laughs> this movie opens up classic, classic black film way. We start present day, mm-hmm. 
uh, our main character, Maya, she is getting arrested. We see her yeah. in the, in the cuffs <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, this, I, I just finished high school and this yep. is, this is my senior year of high school. How did I get in this situation? So we go back a year, we get a lower third title, you know, we mm-hmm. go back to 1998 or 97. 97. It was fall 97. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to 1997. First day of school, September, 1997, Philadelphia. Right. Yeah. Maya steps on campus with her friends, Raven and Takia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing to know about Maya, she gets dropped off by her mama, who is a attorney. So yeah. she's a middle class girl. I don't know why she's acting like this. Um, her dad is also very wealthy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's in the flyers. She's literally yeah. like uh, Chanel like, down. Fucking, like, right. Downs. She's like Vanessa Simmons of Philadelphia. Like she's, yes. like, she's fly Accurate. as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, she steps on campus with Takia and Raven. They walk past a group of hating ass girls <laughs> who are like, you know, they're just talking shit about them. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, this first 20 minutes of the movie, inconsequential. Um, (laughs) The girls out front, they have, so Maya, Raven, and Takia, I'm going to call them the gang. The gang has Mm -hmm. this group, like rival gang. They're not gangs, actually, like rival friend group. The gang and the clique. doesn't like them. The clique. There we go. The gang and the clique. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. the clique doesn't like the gang. The gang. But Maya and her friends don't really give a shit because they're there at school to get their looks off, um, get some niggas. And outside of school, all they're worried about is getting some money. So they really don't give a shit about what these girls are saying. (laughs) These girls really are not even on their level for real. So (laughs) Um, the dialogue is not really giving for me because the clique, the hater group is Mm -hmm. like, so here's a line I want to pull out. They're talking shit about Raven. And the leader of the rival group is talking shit about Raven. And she goes, and Raven thinks she all that. Just because Jamal picked her over me. Why would you say that? <laughs> if I'm talking shit about somebody and the nigga I want picked her over yeah. me, I would I'm never gonna bring that up. I'm going to give myself a backhanded like compliment. Right. Like, I would never bring that up. I would just be like, all. what? She thinks she the shit because she with Jamal. Even I think it's not even all of that. That's what right. I would His say. His little scrawny I, ass or something like right. something. I wouldn't say just because he picked her over me, but he is right. fine. What? What? So you I'm like not... him and you mad that he don't like you? Why would I bring up my own L? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that's how I sound when I talk about Niecy Nash wife. <laughs> what you be she saying about the nice. Oh. <laughs> she seemed nice just because Niecy picked her over me. <laughs> well, well. I have nothing bad to say about the bets. I'm just hating. Yeah. <laughs> you seem like such a fun couple. Mm hmm. So yeah. Oh, you hating um, real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was taking a sip Ooh. of water. I'm happy for them. I know I don't have a chance with Niecy Nash. Um, Just so y'all know, listen to homegirls. Alexis is one step from going. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but you see, that's how you talk about that. Exactly. The other girl care. was being weird. So because I got a man, he fine. He got more money. Something like. And she didn't say nothing. They were all literally just yeah. being haters. They were like, "What they think they better than us? Because they better than us, right? Because they are. Because they look cute. Because they cute yeah. and they clothes nicer and they better than us. They think they better than us, right? Like <laughs> maybe yeah, actually, that seems right. Um, so. Maya goes to class and she's 
in the classroom and mm-hmm. the teacher i don't know why we're having this this scene the teacher's giving a speech it feels very unscripted but the actress playing <laughs> the teacher is giving it her all, <laughs> all. <laughs> and i fucked with it so heavy she gave it her all so she did Maya's a fucking disruption in class. Yeah. And we get some other girl gets in front of the class and is like bragging because she's smart. And she's, she's smart. Going yeah. She's to going like to college. a nice school or something. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. They go to lunch. <laughs> they go to lunch and we get more, which is more and more information. The movie's so much information. Mm-hmm. It re- the movie watches, it views like a book. But not like see. Any this book. is why. Let me tell you why. Because this why it was originally a book. This screenplay see, is based on. But a book. it reads as like it reads. It views as like that part <laughs> when you read in the Bible, and uh-huh. they get to that chapter where it's all just like and so and so begat so and so, and then so and so begat so and so, and it's just like a whole chapter of who Daddy is who. <laughs> yeah. That's what the movie felt like. Like it That's was. True. You're giving me too much information. I don't. You all, like, all the that Bible once. does that for like to have a family yeah. tree because that's history. But right, this right, is right. Like, but this, I just own and for this them, is a movie. Yeah, for them to have given us like so much kind of upfront about like who's who at the school, but for it to not matter at all, you know, like for the right. rest of the movie, it just was kind of like oh, we know they're in high school. They should have either been high schoolers or not. Right. Yeah. So I say that because we get to the lunchroom and Maya points at a nigga named Smoke. Who mm-hmm. um Ain't was, that losing Isaiah? Yes, losing yeah. Isaiah. Um, <laughs> and he's and she's like, oh yeah, I used to be with Smoke, but mm-hmm. um, he ain't got no money. And he's talking shit about her with her, his friends. He's like, yeah, I broke that whole in, but now she for everybody. I just, but right. it means nothing. You know, and I think right. maybe you know later on in the movie he's gonna do something significant, but he doesn't. He mm-hmm. goes and he plays dice in the school, and they get into an altercation and it. stuff. But the, it. That's irrelevant to the story. Yeah. Nothing means nothing to the story. Yeah. So let's get back to the story. Like I said, that mm-hmm. whole first 20 minutes really doesn't mean anything. Now the story starts because they're outside of the poppy store and mm-hmm. they're chilling with all of these, to me, red flags already. All these grown, grown Ugh. Ugh. Think about if you actually Ugh. see that. If you actually see 16, 17-year-old girls in front of a liquor store. What well, was Ew. a Chinese restaurant? I'm sorry. In front of a corner store uh-huh. with grown men grown all me. around. Ew. This, police. These girls are police. in danger. Police. 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 Help. <laughs> <laughs> police. Literally. Everybody's getting a statutory Literally. charge. What do you yep. mean? I'm yep. pulling up my own handy dandy notebook. And what's mm-hmm. your name? Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> right. What year were you Just born, sir? This is my thought. Mm-hmm. A pedophile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so they're out front, and this is where we get in the um connections here. Now, here's what you got. In, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it once. Listen to homegirl. Mm-hmm. Keep this timestamp in mind. Come back to it if you get confused. <laughs> I'm gonna list it out once for you. So Maya's our main character. She's the rich girl. Boom. Yes. She is she was dating smoke. Right, mm-hmm. but then smoke Who's is like Isaiah? now she fucking with that nigga Mario, right? Yep. So this is nigga number two. Now she's standing out front of this Chinese store, Chinese uh, restaurant with Mario, but mm-hmm. he is like, she leaving me for this nigga Carmelo Black. 
Okay. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we just met him, but now he's irrelevant. (laughs) And Carmelo Black pulls up. Maya is with Carmelo Black. Boom. Yes. Takia is standing out front with Pumpkin. (laughs) That's his name. (laughs) I thought that's what she called him, but everybody calls him. Never call him Pumpkin. (laughs) So pumpkin um that's who she's with for the time mm-hmm. but she is going to change niggas later on she's gonna because he's like you want to go blue rail from south philly yeah <laughs> so, yep boom <laughs> um i have a that's gonna be my first good point in a minute let me finish though raven is the third yes. home girl she is with molly uh jamal her childhood sweetheart <laughs> yes who is very nice but very broke so she yes, does end is. up leaving him <laughs> i want to yeah. talk is she i feel like and that's also why i got confused because she like she sounds like she's from maryland <laughs> she did kind of have like a like a like a, she had like a dc twang yeah like like, a, like a little like yeah, yeah like that whole little Something quarter like that. that's she how did. she sounds. yeah yeah so the first good thing i want to talk about and wait let's pause here what do you think <laughs> i mean at this at this point in the film is when I paused my TV to see how much time had lapsed. And so- it was like 15 minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. And I go, so what are we going to get into? These girls are outside with these grown men. Are we going to go back up to the school? Any of y'all no. cheerleaders on the chess team, debate team, in the Mm-mm. beta club? <laughs> Girl, boo. Ain't nobody in no damn beta club. <laughs> are we going to go back and see these girls be teenagers? Or are they about to no. just... Only, that's, that's, type, that's where I was the at. The type of girls, the, the amount of time that they spend not in school <clears throat> is the type of students. Yeah. And you and I, we were, you know, studious <laughs> kids. You so, were. I was a nerd. You know, I'm not going you ever had that. the teacher force you to tutor somebody and you say something <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you can print it at the computer lab. And they go, we got a computer lab. <laughs> 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 Nigga, what? What? What you... Do you not go it's here? It's by the bathroom. What do you what mean? What do you mean? Like, I know you're not studying, but you also not looking? Like, <laughs> like come you don't on. looking when you walk the hallway? <laughs> yeah, no, been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. The, yeah. These girls remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> we got a library? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Miss Scott is really nice. If you go in there, <laughs> like, she'll print what? it for you. And it takes like three seconds. Right. <laughs> So that's what we get. Now, the first good thing I want to talk about in this movie, um, I just became painfully aware of how deep an episode that is, but I (laughs) want to talk about the world building of Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. um, but specifically of just like an urban landscape. So it felt very like I noticed it somewhere. I I noticed it later on in the movie, how, you know, there are certain nicknames that are more like honorifics than more like titles. Mm-hmm. And here in this movie, like people had their given name and yeah. they also had a name indicative of where they're from. Like kind of mm. like Game of Thrones, like Westeros mm. or something. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so like, you know, you have Lil Rel from South Philly, first of his name. Or you have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Carmelo Black. The, like it felt like uh, black yeah. was more of like a like a title like yeah black, his name doesn't I don't think that's his name Carmelo's his name but like yeah. people call him black as black, like a right. it's like a a stately thing there were a bunch of other examples of like um somebody else was um somebody like from 
Yes, yeah, Nichols. Well, it's just Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody else was so-and-so from North Philly. <laughs> like, right, right, right. North, like, you know what I'm saying? So I thought that was really cool how they did that. Um, like, when they talked about people, it's always from. It, it right. Feels like, I, I like yeah. that. I can say I like that. Because it also then, like, points, like, these are all rivals in some sense. Because they're all from mm-hmm. different neighborhoods. Um, mm-hmm. They all are, like, black is the kingpin. But all of them yeah. are involved in, like, drugs somehow. And all trying to, you know get up so yeah i i could say i like that also yeah (laughs) so this is the breakdown of like the relationships and stuff Mm -hmm. the next thing we get the girls are um chilling at maya's house and her mom comes downstairs and is like griping at them for being um loud loud and loose um (laughs) and i really identified with the mama not because she was yelling at the girls but because she was like put on some music with some substance (laughs) Some Mariah Carey, some Celine Dion. Some Celine I got Dion. some Celine Dion CDs. I'll put that on. <laughs> I felt that. That was funny. They was, they was, we want to listen to Method Man or um, Busta Rhymes. He's fine, Busta Rhymes. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. So then, now I. I have some okay. I was also surprised from these yeah. girls. This is just a little. There wasn't more um, talk about just like Lil Kim's influence on them because, yeah. like, if we're thinking about like timeline wise, mm-hmm. uh, Hardcore came out ninety six. Okay, so yeah. it's only it's only a year old, so it's still hot yeah. on the streets. And the girls they weren't same. girls, girls. Yeah, they weren't. Mm. Yeah, I am. I'm. I, I guess I just I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because and I I also feel kind of like because when I think about teenagers of like the late nineties, my mind goes to Moesha and just yeah. like that friend group. Yeah, which was very different from like you know them being in like the burbs of L.A. to like Philly. Yeah. Very different like atmospheres, but like the underlying like black teenagers. Like I feel like we all have like an underlying understanding of like you know like. Yeah, the like culture and like what's hot, what's not, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I didn't get that from these teenagers. Like it just, they just feel kind of out the loop or just like not. Yeah, teenagers. It feels <laughs> this whole movie is very. It, it's kind of you know it's kind of from the male gaze, and I don't think. Yes, exactly. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the the like the primary minds behind the story were mm-hmm. not teenager teenage girls. Yeah, in I don't think so. 1997, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can only or, know. Yeah. I only know my big sister was a teenager in 1997. So mm-hmm. I only know like the relics of CDs that she has from that time. Right. She right. loved Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> you know, she and also, Mariah like, Carey. Yeah. Like, they act like we were from the South. So that's different. She uh, also really liked Petey Pablo. Not at 97. <laughs> that was more like 2000. 2000s, like, yeah. You know, yeah. she really loved Trick Daddy. <laughs> right. But like even like TLC, the girls was eating yeah. TLC up in the late 90s. Or this right. is pre like Destiny's Child. They was like 99. Mm-hmm. Um, who else like from like the girls who was out? And- Aaliyah. Like I saw that oh, one yeah. of the girls that have like an uh, Aaliyah poster on her. And Aaliyah was like, like street too. And very. DMX. Nobody talking about DMX. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, then we get n- the next point. Now, this is not a good thing because this is where the movie got. It went from okay, maybe it's a movie about you know 
we'll just ignore the teenage girl thing and just I'll just assume mm-hmm. these men are, you know, eighteen or nineteen. Right. But then we get this scene in the gym, gym class at school, which is the only mm. other class we see them in. At we school. see them in. It's the yeah. last time we see them in class. And the gym yeah. teacher is being absolutely disgusting. Like he he's is. making comments about their titties. Mm-hmm. He's like like asking them to bend over and stuff like that, yeah. getting all up on them. And he's like eyeing Ugh. them. It's Ugh. it's nasty. It's yeah. something that any of the men in this movie, if they walked into a gym at, the, mm-hmm. at their teenage daughter's school and saw, they would be ready to shoot somebody. Like yeah. it was that nasty to me. Like yeah. I was disgusted. Um Same. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched, I sat there and watched Afion Crockett play the same silly gym coach role in that Nick Cannon movie. School days. School dance. Yeah. But it wasn't, School days, like the jokes days. were yeah. different. It wasn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. more aware of itself. It was jokes. But this mm-hmm. was just, when you already Ooh. are making a movie about grown men fucking teenagers, Teenage you don't girls. have room to make jokes like this. You don't. Like, read the room. That that's upsetting me. Like that's the biggest part of this movie that upsets me. Is it's fucking nasty. It is. I agree with you, hundred percent. And it's an actual problem. Like you can't. Yeah, and it's like, a huge make, like, like you know? part of like what's driving the plot because like these girls yeah. like for the movie I guess to work they have to be with these men because like they're the who we start with in the movie. But so the, like we need the them girls to didn't have to, to be in dudes. high school. I or agree. The boys that's what I'm saying. Could have been in high school. Teenagers. Yeah. Just put the boys in high school. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's playing high school drug dealers. <laughs> like, just put right. the boys in high school. I agree. It worked perfectly in Save the Last Dance. <laughs> Malachi <laughs> was roughing the kids up in the bathroom <laughs> and going Derek. the first period. Derek! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, mm. I didn't like that. Now, let's get yeah. to some another good part. I The best scene in the movie. You ready? Mm. Mm, best scene in think. the movie yeah. and not best because I didn't like the other other scenes but like this is a uh-huh. good scene so they're in the club and they're like girl yeah. club, this is it. club um what are they fuck what was it called I forgot mm, I club, some, this club is jumping so it's <laughs> you know everybody's yeah. having a good time they're at the club now it's believable teenage girls sneaking into the club shit that was the same last dance right 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 <laughs> um Fahim works under Carmelo Black and it's Fahim's birthday party at the club. So Carmelo Black invites Maya. She invites her friends. That's how they're there. And Raven. Yeah, that was Raven Raven who walked over to the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Raven goes to the bar and this guy, Nadir, shout out to uh, Islam in Philadelphia. Yeah. um, Because everybody's (laughs) name is, you know. Yeah. so Nadir walks over and offers to, you know, buy her a drink and all that stuff. And best mm-hmm. scene in the movie, he bites the antenna on his brick phone. This is like a gray <laughs> yeah. brick phone. Bites it to pull it out. Yep. Unflips it. And this is not like a 2000s flip phone. This is like a mm-hmm. like gray It's 90s basically flip a phone. pager more than it is a phone. <laughs> right. He pulls the antenna out. Flips it open. The camera pans down. He hands it to her. Put your number in the Put your number in. She then takes one manicured finger, closes the flap, <laughs> closes the phone. Uh, and it and in this loud club, shout out to the sound designer. In this yeah. loud club, it goes click. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, 
I don't do that. Yeah, that, <laughs> best scene in the movie. That was however, okay. However many times it took to reshoot that, it was worth it. Yeah, that was that was no. That's a good call out. That, <laughs> I got it. I'm gonna post it on TikTok. It was such that's a good, good. scene. No, that's good. <laughs> click. click. Okay. Oh, you that, gotta send me that. I'll put it on the Instagram. Yeah. Yes, I'll send it to you. <laughs> I, you know, all the work it takes to make a period piece was worth it in that moment. Because <laughs> mm, mm. he has on like a Coogee sweater while he's talking he to do, her too. He do. And this was the most 90s the movie looked. Awesome. Yeah. Easily. So, y- easily. Yeah. I agree. So now let's get into the rest of it. So now essentially, now the movie, I cannot tell you the movie scene for scene because... It's too this, much. We don't we'd be have here all this, night. Right. We'd be here all night. So I'm going to give <laughs> you the plot. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So let's, I'm going to, let's go girl by girl. Okay. Raven yeah. actually is the most interesting one to me. So yes, Maya comes, her family got money. She goes mm-hmm. and buys this shit, but we get Maya's this scene. Just like Nunu. She lying. Yes. Yes. And I wish we would have played with that more. Because I mm-hmm. don't like Takia and Raven wanted to, Maya was Regina George and Takia yeah, yeah. and Raven wanted to be like her so bad that they didn't call yep. her out on her shit. Like mm-hmm. it should have been a point of tension. Nigga, we live in the peace. <laughs> and right, we're coming right. all the way across town to come visit you in your nice ass house. And mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? Like that would have been. My mama made it too, because why are you going to Overbrook? People? Instead of, I forgot the other, like, big right. high school in Philly. Yeah, she was Her like, mama said that in the beginning yeah. of the movie. She was like, mm-hmm. you know, you convinced your daddy to even let you come over here. Um, right. Which I call bullshit on that, you know, because. <laughs> right. I'm from the tray. That's, oh that's what it was. I'm from the tray. <laughs> I'm from the tray. Girl, you got a Picasso in your house. Picasso in your house. Girl, please. Well, I'll take the Picasso. You can have the you can have piss in the hallways. That's what we said, the piss in the hallways. So, but no, they, they don't they just ignore that. And Raven honestly yeah. is the most interesting one to me because we get this scene where she's like, I take my ass all the way out to the discount to the outlet mall. mall. To mm-hmm. the sex off fifth and that Maryland, like that DC, like I don't know yeah, what yeah. part of Maryland that is. She's like, I go to the sex because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And she goes and gets it for like discount. She's the only one with a job. She's mm-hmm. working nights at Marshalls, and this is honestly, I this was the best storyline in the movie, the one that yeah. made the most sense and the mm-hmm. character that had the most substance. So yeah, yeah. She's been dating Molly, Jamal, mm-hmm. <laughs> or Molly. That's how she says it. <laughs> Molly. Um, and childhood sweetheart, he's got, you know, he works. He does. Yep. He's a car fixer <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to be a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> and he picks her up from work every night when she works. And, you know, they're having the same argument because she's watching everybody else live the fast life. And she's yeah. like, brother. We gotta do something we about do this something. because yeah. ain't no sense in us both struggling. Like, what the fuck? Like, especially when she sees just how much Takia and Maya get from men, and she's not mm-hmm. getting this from you. You know, which the boy is like eighteen or nineteen years old. Right, like, he right. Seems like right, he was just a year or two older than her. Yeah, or maybe he just dropped out or something. Yeah, that's just because it seemed like he. She said he proposed to her. They was in eighth grade or whatever. Yeah. I just don't think he in school right now. 
Yeah, I think that's what happened. And like, he's actually trying, like he's not in the streets. He's like working on Mm -hmm. a certification and stuff like that. And they have the same argument all the time. But this guy, this actor was the most like Mm -hmm. real to me. Yeah, especially when they broke up. Yeah. Oh, let's get to that. So yeah, (laughs) this is out in front of the same Chinese uh, restaurant on a different day. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is the point this is the next part of Raven's like story later on in the movie where she ends up leaving Jamal um, for Nichols, who is, yeah. you know, one, one night Jamal's car breaks down and he can't show up to get her. And yeah. Nichols shows up and he'd already been asking about her, which is so mm-hmm. it's hard for Disgusting. me to ignore that. That's a grown ass man asking yeah. behind a teenager. Yeah. But anyway, so she ends up going with Nichols, but they have this big showdown in front of the Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. um, where Jamal shows up and he's like, he's fucking giving it to us. I mean, baby, please, yes. please. Like he's giving yes. us, you know, he's he literally really just short of falling to his knees. Right. Like, <laughs> like he nailed, like, you know, I'm from here, you know, I'm, I'm a, I have to be tough because mm-hmm. I'm from here, but I'm not a street guy. I just want right. my girlfriend. I, I, you know what I'm saying? We can make this yeah. work. We both building. I'm, you yeah. in school? I, you know he he was the only one in the movie making sense. Yeah, and <laughs> she left him right yeah. where he stood, and he was done with her. That's the type. That's mm-hmm. a villain origin story right there. What happened? It is. <laughs> it is. You see what yeah. happened to uh, Daddy Pope? Whitley left his ass at the altar. He started running B613. Wow. <laughs> yep. There it is then. Um, so yeah, Raven gets with Nichols and her storyline ends up just terrible. Plumbing. So yeah. She is also the one who was flirting with Nadir in the club. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's with Nichols because Nichols got money and a brand new Tahoe. Um, that abusive. was very late 90s. Tahoe was very late 90s. <laughs> Brandy Tahoe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's abusive. He starts putting his hands mm-hmm. on her, you know? Yeah. But he's got money and he's, he's because of that financial control and the physical abuse, it's hard to leave him. And she starts seeing And the because deer. she's a teenage girl. Yes. Yes. She starts yeah. seeing the deer. So this ends up with um, like Nichols, like they're having this big blowout and it's almost goes tragic. But mm-hmm. Nadir ends up being able to to get her out of that situation. Yeah. Um, he gets shot in the process, but... I mean, and it's tragic for Nichols. He dies. Yeah. I mean, well, you, abusive pedophile. Won't get no tears mm. from me. That's true. Um, <laughs> so that's Raven's story. Hers was the most engaging because she actually had an emotional... Like, okay. Mm-hmm. It it just mattered. They made things. It it was a real thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I her I not more substance, but I feel like Raven's plot. Like she had more to lose than the yeah. other girls. It seemed like so. I was just more invested in like what was going to happen to her character. Right now, let's get to Takia, um, who is the other. Now hers, she was the least developed, and we. I feel like mm-hmm. we spent the least amount of time trying. To, I, I feel like they just whatever leftover crimes and bad things that they didn't have the other girls do, they were like, okay. They put we'll on just, her. Yeah, we'll just yeah. have Takia do it to fill the time. So T- Takia also does not come from any money like mm-hmm. Maya does. And she, 
she's turning tricks. Like she's yeah, like, she is. Yeah, she which is, is what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point of the movie, because this is like halfway through the, a two and a half hour movie where we oh. find this information out. And I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all just going to throw that in there? Like, it's and that's not- when I go again. Pause. These girls are how old? Right. They could- and I'm like, like huh? what the fuck going on? Yeah. That's really hard to watch. So it like is. she's at, like taking calls and like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And her mom is an alcoholic and is just really not. It's um, not. Present at Attentive all. Attentive at all, yeah, to her to her needs. Yeah. I mean Right. Yeah. We get Takia's story. I feel like or at least who her character is in 30 seconds of like actually seeing who she is. So we find out yeah. she's turning tricks. Her mom's an alcoholic. Her two brothers were also like lost to the street life. They was like in the streets and they both was murdered. And yeah. then we just see her go and do her jobs. Yeah. And that's how it works. Like she's like it's a whole hood full of pedophiles. They mm-hmm. all like having sex with teenage girls. So yeah. like she does that. She was with Pumpkin, but then she starts fucking with uh Lil Rel from South Philly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of his name. First of his name. Uh, <laughs> protector of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know. So um that happens and she's really happy. You know? Mm-hmm. Lil Rel, she is Oh, I mean, so she said to... her and Lil Rel had, you know, an emotional connection as opposed to the other man she deal with. This is what her character said. Um, so that's why she wanted to leave turning he's tricks also behind. Grown. He's also grown. It's hard for me to, to be, be like, Lil yeah, I just don't understand why they yeah. made them teenage girls in this movie. But they seem happy. Um, Lil Rel's a nice guy. This, this movie, I the only thing I'm coming back to, this just seems like a trope that we both hate. It's just yeah. to like, see what happens when you're out in the streets and you be fast. Like this, yep. this is what can happen to you. It all goes back to that to me. And that's what I'm just like, ugh. Right. Okay. Uh, and this is where the movie, and this is why I saved Maya's for last, because this is where mm-hmm. the movie made a mistake to like, like where the movie turned where I felt like my two hours wasn't worth it at this point. Yeah. Is because we completely veered off course. Yep. At this point, instead of talking about these girls, we're done with high school. Mm-hmm. That's done. We're not even yeah. going to class. None of that. Now yeah. we're getting completely swept into the drug the, game and what this the drug going game on. empire yeah. because rail and you know they're meeting with the Italians, the Italians, and the yep. Italians fronted him some dope for a, mm-hmm. a nigga he put on named Rock Rock. Um, Rakim something, Raekwon. That sounds right. Yeah. Raekwon. And then Carmelo Black is also working with the Southside Italians. And Mm -hmm. he's working with Fi and he's trying to put a hit out on Fi. And you see how so much of this has nothing to do with the whole thing. Exactly. With With the the girls girls. who are on the poster for the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, Rel ends up getting murdered by the Italians because he's on the hook for 200000 that he don't have that yep. they stole. Like they, but yep. It's not even missing. They just wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, Takia's story is that she was there when that happened and she was harmed during that, yep. like, mm-hmm. during that murder. And she ends up laid up in the hospital bed and we get this, like, like Tyler Long, Perry moment, yeah, because the mama has now gotten clean. Found the Lord. 
on the floor. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I got the welfare to work program. It's, yep. I'm a tip, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a tip. Man, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that you know, point. they was missing that the classic song, What if God was, was one, one of us? One of one us. One of us. us. Just as small. That's what they was missing right there. That's a that's a hit right there. Loved it. I liked because yeah. it made me think of um I'm one more. <laughs> Um, when Helen was working that waitress job and it was raining uh-huh. outside and all of that, and yep. they had that. I, was that a Heather Headley song? I think it was, it was Heather like, Headley. Ain't it funny how yep. life comes around? That is Heather Headley. Yes. <laughs> Same people you meet going up, you see them coming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I felt, you know? Yeah. It was very that. It was. It was. <laughs> So let's get to Maya. <laughs> um, Deep you see, breath. yeah. So <laughs> she left smoke. Never that never comes back up except mm-hmm. he runs into her outside the bathroom once and they cuss at, at each other. One day. Absolutely. Yeah. Smoke's character, useless. Nothing happens with mm-hmm. him. Um I can't believe they did Isaiah like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Because he acted down and losing Isaiah. I don't know why he right. did that. <laughs> so um, you know what's funny? I remember him from Get Rich or Die Trying, but I didn't want to admit that. <laughs> the 50 Cent movie? Yeah, the 50 Cent movie. Um, anyway. Well. <laughs> um, Maya leaves Smoke and is with Mario. That's like mm-hmm. five literal minutes of the movie. Then mm-hmm. now she's with Carmelo Black. Carmelo Black, grown man, kingpin. And... Yep. Yeah, I mean, this it's all these men are the same. Like they're just like you with me, so you right. got to do this. I give mm-hmm. you the money, and then you do this, and she goes, "You gotta be my rider." Yada yada. You yada, so yada, yada. real, and that's it. <laughs> I love that about you. Or right. always, I know your daddy got money, but I want to take care of you. Oh right. my god, I was I just want me a strong man. No, let me translate for you. Um, you're oh. 17. He just wants to yeah. get cut you off from your resources and exactly. lifelines so that he mm-hmm. can control you. That's it, girl. Nothing yeah. else. Um, and her parents are nowhere to be found. Um, so that's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's just going along with it until Carmelo. I, frankly, her stuff is the least eventful until Carmelo until is end. like, you know, I'm going to make this one last big move, which is like, have you seen a movie before? <laughs> Right, don't make right. one last this, big move. <laughs> and Come after on. this, I'm out. This is my last play. You're just I'm done. You might as well pre-print your death certificate. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Talking about some. This is go my ahead, last go play. down All to right. the funeral home. Pick out pick the color. Like, just do it <laughs> at that point because you out. Yeah, sure, get one last go. So he <laughs> right. said, "I'm just one bit. Maybe we could go to Jersey. You know." <laughs> <laughs> and you know we could i just want to settle down and go legit you know so they hooked this up with the italians and all of that but carmelo black is you know pissed off fahim um mm-hmm. because he keeps sunning fahim and we keep getting yeah. the same with fahim like cheating on this girl it means nothing right like, right it right it's that's that goes back to this movie was truly made for the male gaze because even all the sex scenes in this movie were pointless and just yeah. gave me the ick personally. Yeah. It's I, just I the girl's see... booty like yeah, jumping like, up and ooh. down on right. this guy. Oh, Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't here for it. 
And I've already stayed, stated plainly on this show, I like booty. It's nice. So, like, <laughs> you know what you have to do to make me be like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> Why are you showing me booty? Why are you like, ooh. who is <laughs> um, that? Yeah. And then they get caught because Fahim snitched. Um, it, that was just, yeah. Now, I'm not. I'm not from the streets, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so I don't feel that way about the no snitching, oh, snitching. thing. Yeah. But that got a rise out of me when he got he mad. He like a canary. <laughs> and called the police. The fans. Yeah, he They did. didn't come get you and put you in the yeah. back room. No, no, no. Called them. You no, called them. You had them on speed I'm going to tell you where that nigga Carmelo Black at right now. He got enough yep. cocaine. Y'all can put him up for a hundred years. <laughs> what? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Are you dumb? You you know you have to say that in court, right? You do. Like, you you do. can't just make a phone call. And yeah. I guess he did because Carmelo's in the clink two lifestyle, mm-hmm. two lifetimes. He's done. At least he converted. He did convert. We did see that. We did get a montage of that. Yep. And then Maya, uh, oh, well, she snitched because. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> they was gonna put her behind bars for three yeah. or four years. Oh, I'm sorry, but she did get time. She did you know, go to jail. Maya, Maya still got jail. Yeah, my bad. No, she didn't snitch. My bad. She held it down, stupid yeah. ass, and she <laughs> went to jail. <laughs> her family cut her off. She in there, big, pregnant. Um, <laughs> in the and- big, how could you? She says, and now. I'm four months into my sentence and eight months into my pregnancy. I found out I was pregnant when they locked up Carmelo. It was the best and worst news of my life. How? How? I would argue. (laughs) (laughs) One might say. (laughs) It it could be said. (laughs) It could be said. (laughs) That it was nowhere near the best thing. What are you talking about, girl? Stand up. Stand up. Get out your sleep. (laughs) Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. That literally, I just get, when I see that clip, I get flashbacks to when we used to go to New Birth. And right when I got to sleep, Bishop Long had the loudest thing to say Uh right when I managed to get to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come Whoa. on. Whoa, hold up. Because it's nothing <laughs> a like a nap after praise and worship because you got my heart rate up. And yeah. now I'm ready to cool off. And, yeah. and they, they really will get you back up. Yeah. And nothing mm. was like that loud ass early 2000s gospel music, contemporary gospel. It was Ooh, Todd Tribbett. It, it, was, it was Fred Hammond down. We, it was so yeah. loud. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a lot of horns. They love right. horns. <laughs> All the horns. And after that, yeah. you know, I snuggle in after we read the scripture. And it'd be cold in the chapel anyway. Right. So, shoot. So, I think of that every time nappy. I see that clip of yeah. <laughs> so My mama t- started telling me I was getting grease on her skirt. You <laughs> greased my scalp this morning. What you so, want me to say? Mm, we should have thought about that. <laughs> right. Ooh. And that's how I feel. We making jokes because the movie, I mean, we just laid it out for you. And our loyal yeah. listeners know that this is really not usually our approach. But this not. was, honestly, if just one of the negative traits of this movie was different, then I mm-hmm. would have felt, you know, if it was a 90-minute movie, then I would have been like, okay. I would have felt like, much different, yeah, if if, right. if they cut 30 minutes off this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> But now I'm like, okay, I watched all, like, come on, man. I watched every minute of this movie and it was yeah. the same thing over and over and over again. And I, there mm-hmm. was no character growth. There was no catharsis or satisfaction, yep. just crime. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And I like yeah. a good crime drama. You know, Same. a, a this... good street drama. I'm going to say it because we're, we're, we're almost at the end anyway. Like, you know, when the girls are all on Twitter, I don't want any more trauma porn movies. I just hate mm-hmm. it. This was that for me. It's just, just too, too much. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I think what makes it that, because you know how I am, but I think what makes it that is that like, it doesn't even recognize that like, like the movie's message is these girls are like fast, you know, fast and loose mm-hmm. and they getting themselves into stuff they can't handle. Sure, right. that's true on the surface, but beneath that, these girls are neglected and being taken advantage of. Exactly. Like, like you know what I'm saying? So, like, exactly. I want to no point out to the listener, homegirls. Alexis currently has her four of her fingers pushed together, pressed up against her temples, rubbing both hands, <laughs> both hands. I forgot that you could up. see me. <laughs> She is stressed. <laughs> this movie has stressed us out. <laughs> it did. It did. And, so. Yeah. And I always give disclaimers because we're not film snobs here. I sometimes I yeah, get a little not. snobby, but I'm really not. I like street hood movies. Like, yes. I like that. But this was just, it wasn't to know, it had no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Well, so let's get into the awards. Let's get to the awards. Yeah. <laughs> Who came to let's act? Let's do that. Yeah. Um, each and every week, we nominate someone for our highly coveted Who Came to Act award. Uh, this nomination goes to the actor who I think left it all on the screen. And for this week's nomination, I would like to nominate Miss Tahira Bailey, who played Raven Hightower. Uh, what took oh, over yeah. for me was her very. Uh, last scene when Nichols was murdered and just the mm-hmm. drama behind her performance there um, really brought her over the edge. So Tahira, great job. Yeah. Yeah. She's not here with us tonight. So I got to accept that on her behalf. I want to offer run- mm-hmm. runner up for the actor who played Molly. Um, yes. His name is Mookie Mook. Excuse me? <laughs> His name is Mookie Mook. Oh, that credited. Oh, okay. Credit it as Mookie Mook. That's so rich because when I first saw him on screen, you know what my first thought was? Wait, you thought he was, his name was Mookie? No. Oh. <laughs> Close. <laughs> my name is Snook. <laughs> Coochie <laughs> Crook. <laughs> From Save the Last Dance. That, yes. He looks like uh, that guy. <laughs> he does look like him. Snook, the Coochie yeah. Crook. <laughs> Go rewatch say the last dance. We watch that in a minute. Yeah. Well, shout out to Mookie Mook. Uh, Mookie to be Mook. honest, dog, you did really good. You did. You did. Yeah. So, um, that's that. Um, that that's fatally flawless. All right, mm-hmm. let's get out of here. Um. Oh, wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm being accurate. Mhm. Mhm. Give me a minute. Boop. Yeah, next week, um, no episode next week. It's going to be Thanksgiving week. So, mm. you know, enjoy your time with your family. Uh, we're going to be doing that ourselves as well. So, yeah, we'll having be me back. a low vibrational plate is what I plan oh, to do. Lowest next week. of the low. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to be right back after that. Don't worry. Um, November the 28th. Period. All right. Thank y'all. Oh, and that's our first holiday movie of the season. So that's exciting. It is. 
Is yeah. it? Oh, that's a holiday movie. Oh, yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. Well, is that a All holiday right. movie? Dear Oops. Frank. That's a holiday movie, isn't it? I don't know. You picked it. <laughs> or did I? I did pick it. Did I pick it? Or did you? <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that. Just okay. all that I last scene, scratch it. Yeah. We'll see y'all next in two weeks. <laughs> all right. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCC Pod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. 